0: The world we know is a collection of stories, tales, and legends, either real or imagined. All need to be told. There is a place to tell them. So if you want to go there, just click your heels and come join us, the Wizards of Odd. us, the Wizards of Odd. Don, how are you? I'm doing good, Ted. How are you? you
1: have a good day today?
0: I have a great day. My name is Ted Daniels. This is my partner, Don MacArthur. Of the Clan MacArthur. Of the Clan MacArthur, yes. And uh, you have stumbled across the Wizards of Odd (laughs) podcast. I hope everybody's doing good out there. Uh, Let me get our numbers out. 732-820-0502. That is the odd line. Call us. Even if you just want to say hello. We don't care. Call no. us. We want to hear from everybody. We care a little. Well, you know, we'd like, to, we'd like it if you had a great story. But if you say hello, that'll show you're That's a nice fine person. That's fine. You can go to our website, wizardsofoddpodcast.com. You can find us on whatever platform that you listen to podcasts on. And you can email us at wizardsofoddpodcast at gmail.com. A lot of people are connecting with us that way. However, you connect with us is fine.
1: We're not yet set up for EVPs, but we're working on that.
0: Right, exactly. Once we get set up for EVPs, yeah. it's going to be great. You're we're not
1: get, you know, complaints from beyond. That's what I mean. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and, and
1: <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't like you either. Yeah,
0: at, at this point, not too many people that are in like the graves have uh, unlimited data and calling, so they're not reaching. You don't out know to these us.
1: plans are far-reaching. They are. It they may are be bundled true. in. <laughs>
0: Well, Don, there's a uh, there's actually a TV show on. It. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's a uh I think it's a Netflix show where when you die you during your lifetime you've accumulated um like value points for an afterlife media thing.
1: Not Joe Biden.
0: No, not Joe Biden. And um and it that determines how you're gonna live in the afterlife, and you can actually connect with so, the so living. So what
1: they're doing is they're, they're giving a score for your karmic debt, and and but your right afterlife next life is gonna be life they, and you can codify.
0: Yeah, you can buy more. Like you can buy more. Um, Forget all that chanting and, and therapy.
1: It's just get a
0: checkbook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's the best. Just get a checkbook. Blasphemy. Um, we have a fun show for you tonight. I hope everybody's been enjoying all the episodes we have. We've had a lot of fun uh, doing those episodes. <laughs> Tonight's a little different. Uh, we're very, very lucky tonight to have a uh, a guest later in the show, and uh, he's going to give us a little perspective on a few things. He's um, he's a regular at Gettysburg, um, not in the comedic sense. Where I'm a regular at Gettysburg, <laughs> I'll be here all week. Really? He be um, a little round top this week. Little, um, I'll be a little. Ra- <laughs> I killed a devil's den.
1: I had no ammunition, but I did great.
0: But he, he's got, uh, I believe, a story or two from Gettysburg. I'm sure. Um, he is a, um, he's a retired policeman, and um, so it's going to be great. I, I don't want to tell you too much about him because yeah. I think he's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but tonight we're going to talk about submarines, U boats. Um, we've talked about Bigfoots. We've talked about. Towns That Go Missing. We've talked about Telly Savalas Ghosts. Um, still a favorite. That is my favorite. Um, we've talked about Headless Men in the Nahani Valley, <laughs> which I really enjoyed that one. Well, that
1: is still a fascinating <laughs> I
0: love that. Uh, but tonight we're going to talk about a couple of U-boat mysteries. And, um, well, they both happened off the coast of Scotland. Don, why don't you kind of set geographically where this happened.
1: Yeah, these are things that happen, and <clears throat> I notice these things because I follow a lot of uh, ocean stuff, you know, that. And, and especially because my family's from Scotland and all that, and that area has a lot of weirdness to it. And there are these two stories that these ha- these things happen between, where Scot- between Scotland and Ireland. There's a the body of water there, there's the North Channel, it's not the North Sea, it's the other side. It's the North Channel, and that goes into the Celtic Sea and the Irish Sea. But in that area, they had some action there, in the 1900s, cause early 1900s, because it was World War I. Right. And, and there was actually a, a U-boat, this U, uh, UB-85. UB-85. Uh, who was sailing along there. And, and at night, these old submarines would have to come up and recharge. They couldn't, like today, you have submarines that can stay down there for months at a time. And they, they actually have right. uh, teams on these submarines because they have two teams. They have a blue team and a gold team because one is active while the other one is bursting or sleeping. And then that shift changes, and the other guys go on. That's okay. why there's always somebody on there. All right. And, these are, and submariners are some of the most highly trained people in the military overall, because, especially today, because it's a very specific job. And, it, and today, like you could be under the water for five, six months at a time. Yeah. But back then, they could be submerged for a long time. They were, they were pretty new at the time. And, uh, but they would have to come up at night to recharge their batteries and get fresh air and everything mm-hmm. to take so this thing is up on the water there in the middle of the night. I guess so nobody can spot them. And then and all of a sudden, something crawls up on the deck. This massive creature crawls up on the deck, according to them, and wraps itself kind of around their deck gun, which they would use when they surfaced to finish off marine vessels. But this thing And they couldn't get it loose. Instead, it, it had big tusks and teeth and giant eyes, and it was savage and growling. at. And they had, they had to take their firearms, their sidearms and stuff, Blasting away at this thing. It took them a long time to get it off the submarine, supposedly. Right. And their, their gun, their mounted gun, was bent. Like they couldn't straighten it out again, which means they couldn't really sail properly. And there were also damage to the deck plates in right. one of the hatches. So they couldn't submerge. They would sink. So that's why people, they were sailing along after that. And the British ship comes along. British warship comes along and says, what's this? And they're like, we surrender. And they told them that this creature screwed up the thing. They eventually sunk the submarine when they took the guys yeah. off. But at which recently that submarine was found. Yes, a couple of years ago they couldn't find. They found it, and they had 3D imagery where the mounted gun on the deck is bent,
0: just like they said. Yeah,
1: and then, and people are saying, well, maybe it didn't happen. They made it. They made it up to cover up the fact that they scuttled the ship, or they or one guy forgot to close a hatch. They said. So these guys are submarine guys. Like I said, they're trained. They've been sailing around for months, sail, attacking ships, laying low, and this one guy, junior officer, forgets to close the hatch.
0: But listen, wait, let's throw this in, too. These were Germans. Now, we're not... Now, well, well when, they're orderly, and especially
1: their military well, is very orderly. Their
0: military, they did not play. And the Navy
1: in general, all right. navies are very specific mm-hmm. and orderly because everything has to be done every time perfectly or everybody goes. I mean, you had
0: the, the captain of this U-boat. Tell the British captain that a creature climbed mm-hmm. on... Now, you wouldn't... Nev- I mean, you... Yeah, you made you that up. You so- wouldn't make that up. You made that up
1: so you wouldn't look stupid. Right, yeah, you would I, look I, more I stupid. You, I didn't screw up and forget to close the hatch. It was a giant uh, creature. Right, place. a giant jellyfish. All oh, oh,
0: right, could you please step to the back of the <laughs> ship while we have you examined and shot? Now, again, <laughs> I don't know what climbed on the ship. Maybe nothing well, did well, climb on the and ship. And then
1: some people said, "If it, what, there are people that said yes, it was a, a large walrus."
0: I'm thinking, that have to be a pretty goddamn big walrus. There
1: are huge walruses and, and mm-hmm. sea lions, but you see them sometimes where they go into towns, like in Iceland and some of these places, and they get in the, <laughs> get on the streets and they attack cars and stuff. They're like two thousand pounds. That's but pretty these guys walrus. know what those are. They know what a walrus is. They're German is. sailors. They've been sailing around mm-hmm. Scandinavia and the Baltic. They're up there yep. they, they've never seen a walrus. That's crazy. This you know, Yeah.
0: And again, where this, to me, where this falls in is when an airline pilot or an Air Force pilot yeah. sees something and says something. Yeah. and they And and people who don't know look at them and say, well, that's BS.
1: Well, let me tell you something. I know pilots, and I've tried to talk to them about some things, and I said... Because uh, I, I, I said it's really nice when you're you're in a plane and you're up above the clouds. I said when you're flying at night. This is somebody flies a lot. When you fly at night, and you're up above the clouds. Did you ever see anything strange? He goes, oh, I'm not going to talk about that.
0: Right. Because Why wouldn't he just say no?
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Goes, uh, uh, no. But but it's like a lot of them won't discuss that because it'll really hamper their careers. be In trouble. One of the most famous. One, well, not the get off on different things. But the only thing was like that. Pilot, the Japanese pilot. The Japanese pilot. Uh, which we'll do another time. But but this thing, you, it's like when people say, people's in, in the woods and they go, uh, they think they saw a weird creature, but it's probably a bear. Like, people live in the woods and hunt all the time, don't know what a bear looks like. Right. They're more likely to say, oh, that was just a bear, than you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, why are you... And I don't know if this is true or not, but there's enough of this tale being told, and, and the evidence of what happened to the submarine kind of corroborates it a little bit. Absolutely. And, and, and there's always been a... Uh, there's always been a history of odd sea creatures in that area. Yeah. Up and down, that, all around the, like, Scotland, Northern Scotland and Ireland, like that. And there's a lot of stories out of that. And, and some of that may play into the whole Loch Ness thing and all that, but we want to go into that. But it all is tied in.
0: When you told me about this, and I started reading some of the um, articles that you sent me and, and checking things out on YouTube, there were more. Sightings of strange creatures in that area, <laughs> yeah. and um, I remember one—I don't know if he was a scientist or cryptozoologist—who saw something, and he said he felt great about seeing it because it validated that, that Nessie has a sister, a saltwater sister. Hmm. So that was uh, well, yeah. There are, a a lot lot of and they
1: found examples of things in, in recent years where they found that a lot of giant. Uh, reptilians are actually swimming vast distances in the ocean
2: yeah
1: they've they've seen and this could tie into our next story because they said they have saltwater crocodiles and they're not massive but to me 15 20 feet is massive that's pretty big a saltwater crocodile which are very vicious and mean yes they they find them mild they're going like intercontinental they're swimming through the ocean right and i'm like you know, you see if you're if you're in the ocean and you maybe you saw a lot of things. You see like there's oar fish that are very long fish. Yeah. There's there's them. There's things that come up occasionally. Those from, sundial
0: fish or, that are about fifteen foot. across Oh those groupers, those giant yeah. Groupers.
1: yeah, or like you see something like sometimes there's a lot of upheaval in the ocean because even in the Pacific, the rim of the Pacific is known as the Ring of Fire because it's all volcano activity.
0: Okay.
1: No, and so there's a lot of activity there in America. That stirs things up. So you, things might occasionally come up. Mm-hmm. Like they recently discovered the uh, the giant octopus they had pictures. Yeah. Right? Which they always heard about because they saw whales had marks on them from giant squids and things like that.
0: Oh, where they, um, the beak would kind of bite well, into Well, not only them. that, not only that, uh,
1: uh, the uh, squid also, when they have tentacles on their tentacles, they have like tentacles and then they have the two longer tentacles, okay? Right. But their suckers have like uh, teeth in them, like, like sharp claws. Oh, so when they grab, they grab and they pull in. That's I've never seen sh- that
0: in my calamari. Well,
1: you're not going to the right place. All right.
0: right,
1: I'm just saying. But no, but I'm sa- but I'm not thinking- but I'm saying there are a lot <laughs> of weird things in the ocean, and that area has a lot of it, and that's why the the other story, the other
0: U boat. Right? Yeah, there was actually another U boat. This happened three years earlier. Yes. Um, and it was the UB twenty eight. And the strangest thing about that was that. They fired on a merchant marine it was a merchant ship. ship.
1: Yeah, they fired their torpedoes.
0: They fired the torpedoes. The ship blew up. Yeah, and did. as the ship blew up and started to sink, a giant reptilian sea creature it was, blo- with initial was blast blown, blown out of the, the water. <laughs> now, seven people yeah. on the German U-boat saw this, including the captain, Captain von Forstner. Mm. and he was always known to be very detailed. Yeah. When he kept notes, those notes were gospel.
1: And that that, that is a, that's a trait of the, of the German mind
0: at that time, I mean, militarily at least. Right, and making sense with this whole thing. Yeah. He didn't say a word about this and until 1933. And generally, like,
1: maritime st- stuff is very well, they write everything down. But there's certain things they'll imply and the and the other people are going to see, kind of go, yeah, okay, we got it, right? You know, but but that's and people say, why didn't they say anything earlier? And I'm saying, well, first of all, they said they, they, they don't, and some people speculate was the creature in the ship being taken somewhere, or was oh, it right. next to the, And I'm thinking it just happened to be there. Yeah, I think if it, just it was to be if here. it was there, okay. Yeah. But the thing is, why would you people? Why wouldn't they tell that story? And As I said to you, it's a war story. These are guys that were in a submarine, fired torpedoes at a ship. Blew the ship up, killed the people on the ship in a horrific explosion. Now they may have seen a sea creature, but they're not going to go back and want to relive that story for everybody. They got to tell every horrible detail of everything else they saw. Any, maybe later on they're able to go. Well, I better say this now. And quite
0: yeah. honestly, anything that you read about that a government official, a government worker, a, a military person. Truthfully, from any military or government throughout the world, most of the time their first inclination is, all right, we're never going to talk about that.
1: Well, yeah, because information is part of what they do.
0: Right. But even when you look at Project Blue Book, (laughs) in the beginning, when the... the Air Force guy was there to debunk everything that the scientists it kind of from Ohio way, State
1: didn't go the way they intended, right?
0: It not at all, and the yeah. and the government, the Air Force guy was seeing everything that they were seeing, and he was looking straight at the professor constantly and saying, "Yeah, I don't that. Yeah, it's, well, we're not going to talk about that." We're not yeah, going to report and, and,
1: that. Yeah, it's an odd thing because that kind of secrecy can be weird. It doesn't help. But but look at some of these that have come out in, in recent times. The uh, look at the whole thing with the Nimitz, the aircraft carrier. There, there's stuff they're talking about now. They they've released all that stuff. Their pilots were chasing UFOs. Right. They they were seeing they There's guys that gone ships I've seen things come up out of the ocean. Yeah. But the thing with the, the thing that's actually documented, the fighter pilots and and. And I got to tell you, this is something true, too. As a side thing, uh, at least one of the pilots was female because, actually, female pilots make excellent combat pilots. They have great reaction time, great reflex. They're great fighter pilots. They Mm -hmm. really are, if they're qualified. So I just want to say that. But there had a few of them, and they were doing maneuvers. What they were doing were doing maneuvers where they were testing uh, radar and how they would fly in, in combat situations, okay? And then they picked up these things, and they said, well, there's something there. And they actually told the, the uh, pilots at one point, go see what it is. Okay. So they hit their jets, and they went after it to see what it is. And one guy, they had it visually. And the other, and the other female, she's going, yeah, I see it too. She's, well, what do we do now? Because they realized they chased this thing. But, but the stuff that the ordnance that they had on their jets were fake. They were dummies.
0: Oh, right, because it was just yeah there was, was maneuverable. so they didn't
1: have anything they're like, even if we catch up to it, what are we supposed to do? Yeah So I Wave think they just it. wanted I think they just wanted to get more information because mm-hmm. those things record a lot of information, and when they get close to something, you, you record all that. yeah because you know? there, there are even things in some of these uh, aircraft carrier flight, uh, squadrons, they have things called growlers, okay these jets, and their main job is electronic warfare. Their job is to fly over the enemy and shut everything down. Oh okay. Or or to screw up their thing. That's all they do. It's electronic warfare for the most part. Hmm. So that's a big part of the information thing. But so they want to record things, and it's an information thing.
0: Well, I'm working on right now for a future show. Um, all the things that the government initially denied about UFOs, hmm. and now they're being you know basically all the stories that they said never happened. Yeah. yeah. People. High-ranking people are now saying, well, that was, you know, we just covered it up. And
1: Yeah, and the problem with that is these incidents could have been properly reviewed and, and vetted to the public over a long period of time and had more answers rather than just ignoring it. Now they release it like 20, 30 years later. You're like, you're already 20, 30, 40 years behind the time. Right, right. I was like, I've had it with these aliens, both. You know. <laughs> uh,
0: before we get to our guest, I uh, just want to mention also. Uh, Don and I were talking uh, Wednesday night about there were actually two other, hmm. um, not U-boats, but they were submarines, and it happened in like 1968. 1968, like within a few weeks of each other, I think. Well, within right? days. Days, actually.
1: Well, well, there were there were there were four that year, but two may have been related for. Uh, Combat reasons.
0: Yeah, you know? one one was the SS Iberia. One, and the, the um, one the one
1: they, the one that the, the first one kind of disappeared was the Russian in the Pacific K one twenty
2: nine,
1: and that one went down. They couldn't find that for a long time. The other one, the fourth one that disappeared was the USS Scorpion, American. right?
0: The, yeah. But well, what scorpion. happened was the
1: Scorpion had had it was one of the older ones, one of the original ones, and they had had some some work done, some updates, and then they they did a sailing thing, and they weren't quite right. So they said, look, come back and have more work done, and they sailed out of the Mediterranean, and they, they were escorting somebody who fell And They said, okay, now we're going to go home and get some work done, and they disappeared. And, and But they said before they disappeared, they said, oh, we see a bunch of Russian ships. We're going to stop and see what they're up to. Mm-hmm. And then they disappeared. Some people speculate that the K-129 Russian that went down, one of our submarines turned itself in in Japan for repairs a few days later. I think we may have sunk that one. Oh, okay, and that the guy who was a spy, John Walker, spying on the Navy right. for the Russians, ratted out the Scorpion, and the Russians sank it in in response. Yeah, but the kick of that story is years later, the Glomar Explorer, mm-hmm. which was built by the Howard Hughes Corporation, which was a giant ship with a platform that you could lower to the bottom of the ocean and do manage your mining information stuff work. They, the CIA used that to go in there, and pretend they were mining while the Russians were watching, and they lowered it and stole K one twenty nine. You're right. They picked whatever up the whatever was sub. left of it. They stole. It. <laughs> and, and the thing, the funny thing is, they wonder if that was connected because the Scorpion went down off the Azores, and this, the operation that picked up the Russian sub was called Project Azorian. <laughs> so it might have been a little you, you know. Yeah. But the other two subs, one was, uh, one was a. Uh, uh, Israelis had. The Israelis bought an, old, an older sub from the from mm-hmm. the British. Right. And, they, and it was the Totem or something. They changed the name to the Dakar or something. It was, mm-hmm. And they were sailing it back to Israel, to Haifa, to bring it home. And they were making real good time. They were making an extra good time, so they were like, can we have an earlier date of birthing? Like, oh, yeah, sure. But then they hit some weird storms blew up, mm-hmm. and then nobody heard from them again.
0: Yeah, and somewhere off the last time they heard from them was somewhere off the coast of Cyprus,
1: yeah, it turned out yeah, right. actually years later, I think they found them like ten thousand feet deep, it's but crazy. they still don't know what happened to them, yeah, but within days of that, the strange thing is there was a a French sub that was like more of an intelligence gathering small sub mm-hmm. uh, sailed around the same time out of France it was going, went through the Mediterranean like only a few days later, and they totally disappeared right. And that's, nobody knows what happened to them. Yeah,
0: that's really
2: strange.
1: It's just weird because two subs went down around the same. So I'm thinking right away, what happened there? Yeah. The thing, the thing that was over in Ireland finally to moved to the Mediterranean <laughs> for the better, better beaches. Went on
0: vacation. <laughs> yeah, and
1: After it went up to the Flannan Islands and yanked those guys off the, the,
0: the lighthouse. Well. Um well, now that we wrap that we're, up nice. We're going to put links to uh, those stories. Yeah, they're all in very. The they're, they're all, yeah,
1: that's just a taste of that. Yeah, that's it. it's, because I, that's one of the things that I'm into. That yeah. kind of thing, you know, that kind of navy thing.
0: But uh, I want to bring up our guest. Um, uh, his name is Paul. He is, as I mentioned earlier in the show, he is a retired policeman. As a re- policeman for a very long time, uh, rose through the ranks, did a you know did an amazing job. Wasn't just one of these guys. who Was happy, just mm. uh, kind of. Being in the squad car listening to sports talk late at night when his brother in law was on the radio. (laughs) And, um. Not an easy life. And let's bring on Paul. Paul, how are you? Hi, Paul. Hey, good evening, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem at all. Um, it's, uh, it's really our pleasure to have you on. Um, you know, I was speaking to you a few weeks ago, and, um, you know, you were mentioning, I know that you go to, Gettysburg a lot, and Gettysburg is basically like one of the most haunted battlefields and towns in the country, and have you ever had any experiences in Gettysburg, or have you talked to people in Gettysburg that have had experiences?
2: Well, uh, pretty much everybody you talk to, sooner or later, you hear somebody <laughs> That's hear a good
0: me. point, But, yeah. but, uh,
2: but me, me personally, I, I have never experienced anything. And, uh, I'm somewhat of a skeptic. I'll admit that. But, um, first of all, let me say I really enjoy your show. I mean, it, oh, I, I've, I've, listened all the epi- I've listened to all the episodes, <laughs> and I just, uh, I like the way you bring the, uh, the spooky stories together with some humor and some <laughs> mystery okay. and yeah. some, and even, and even some movie trivia. So, right, let go. me just tell <laughs> yeah,
0: you, you
1: never know. Um, <laughs> hey, Don, that's oh, how you oh, know he oh, really oh, listens. Yeah, I know.
2: And all of those things are right in my wheelhouse. Right? <laughs> but, uh, Good. Yeah, getting back to the Gettysburg thing, um, yeah, me personally, I've never seen anything. But, um, you know, what, what really attracted me to the battlefield initially was, I, I heard Don mention earlier, the Devil's Den. Mm. And I had been in the Devil's Den one of the first trips with my father. Mm. And we were there probably about 6 o'clock in the morning, very early. There was nobody there. And it was just a really eerie creepy feeling, mm. you know. And uh it was um there was something inspiring about it. And yeah, it's because right? of the, that, yeah, it's, it's because like of the really
1: you really, you get a sense of the carnage. Yeah. And and, and the and, and, and the sacrifice right. and it's amazing.
2: It, exactly, exactly. And uh, it, it's just a beautiful spot and uh it's quiet and it, it's just there's some if you feel some type of like collective presence, that's the best way I can describe it. But uh as far as seeing anything specifically, no, I've I've not. Mm. But I will say we were at a restaurant in uh in town and uh it's called the Farnsworth House. And they they advertise the restaurant and bed and breakfast is being haunted. And um a friend of mine was taking pictures in there at dinner and he took a collective picture of the table. And there was in the background behind where we were sitting, it was very cloudy, but it, it looked like a little boy. It, mm. it, it really did. And that I actually saw, I saw the photograph. So the next day he went back to the restaurant and he, he told them about it. So naturally the restaurant, they have both tours inside the place. So, but they actually let him come in while the restaurant was not yet open and take more pictures. Mm. So he he took about a dozen more photographs, but nothing else ever materialized. So that is about as, as close as I
0: personally came to seeing anything. That's
1: pretty interesting.
0: And yet you're still yep. a skeptic.
1: Well, you know, but he's open minded. <laughs> he's
0: open minded, though. What's, um, that, that's right, Donna. I am. I am an collect- open minded He's still skeptic. collecting evidence. Yeah, right, right. He doesn't
1: have a suspect, <laughs> but he knows when he gets somebody, he'll have all the evidence, and he can convince it was them.
0: Uh, Paulie, a friend. If he right.
1: finds a ghost, it's probably going to have a chalk outline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Paul, a friend of mine, uh, visited New Orleans. He's a regular visitor to New Orleans. Oh, I love New Orleans! And they took it. He took a ghost tour, and um, there was a restaurant that said they were having issues because they bought the restaurant, they redid the whole thing. And every night when they would leave and everything was perfectly in order, they'd come back the next day and the place is trashed. Oh, I've heard of that kind And of that. then um, they set up cameras and they can see everything being trashed, but nobody doing it.
1: And then they see me there. And,
0: <laughs> and then they brought in a, um, a psychic. And the psychic said, the only thing you have to do to stop this is to set a table up in the corner hmm. for the original owner. This was his favorite wine. And just set up a glass and put a cigar on the table, and it'll never happen again. Mm. So they did that, and for a long time, they kept that tradition up. It's an offering. Then a couple of nights in a row, they took it away, and the place got trashed again. Well, my friend took a picture of the table set up, and when you look at the picture, you see a face, much like the way Paul oh, used said, that. where it was very cloudy and all, and it was a very strange, eerie face in the picture, yeah, so I, <laughs> you know hey, that stuff is uh that stuff is out there, Paul, what about um what about where you were a policeman? Did anything anything odd ever happen, not even if it no. was well, yeah, no
1: we're talking paranormal,
0: huh? yeah, a paranormal odd or a cryptic odd or anything like that happen while you were a policeman. Uh, <laughs> Well, um, I can't go into very
2: specific details about it, Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, we don't want to spring anybody. uh, There was a uh, uh, a hospital, uh, a very large hospital, and uh, they had converted a couple of floors of the hospital over for a uh, police use, Mm -hmm. and uh, the whole hospital was deserted. And on the first two floors. Uh, the bottom floor was a garage. The second floor was going to be converted into office spaces, and the second floor, while it was a hospital, housed the morgue. Okay. So this this was a major hospital, and right? It, it had been in service. It had been in service for years and years. So, and a very busy place. Um, it was very. It was a very active place. So when they shut it down, the whole hospital was deserted, and. Uh, I got actually sent in there to check the hospital uh, facility out to see if it would suit the needs of the, uh, the department. So I was actually walking through this place by myself, and uh, it, it was creepy. It was really creepy. All kinds of, because the windows, there were broken windows, so the wind was blowing, and the light was bad. So uh, I was actually walking past the morgue area where they had the uh, containment unit. So I looked in with my flashlight, and in the far corner, I saw one of the unit doors open. It was, it was open, and there was a pair of legs and a pair of feet lying there. So I almost had a thrombosis. <laughs> yeah. at, first I started, at, at first, I at first oh, yeah. I started laughing. At first, I started laughing because I thought it was a joke. You know, right. because, I don't think that how many times you know, have you got, gone into
1: buildings like that? You know,
2: at, at, Then, then reality started to settle in a little bit. It's an abandoned building. It could be anything. It could be a homeless guy. It could could freak you out, though. eh? Yeah, it was. Because I was in this whole building by myself. So anyway, I go in there with a flashlight, and I'm I'm creeping along, and I go in, and I look. And some wiseacre took two pair of boom handles and an old pair of oh, and an old pair of sneakers and stuffed them sticking in there. So uh some, somebody thought it was pretty funny, but I lost five years of my life sure <laughs> of but um without again, without going up into too much detail, uh numerous after the after the, the, the police offices were installed in the building, they renovated the two bottom floors for the uh, for the offices and half a dozen guys said they saw and really? heard things. And, uh, you know, one, one guy who I knew personally who was working on the midnight tour there, swore he would never go in there again. <laughs> wow. And, you know, and I, you know I, 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 I was very impressed by how sincere these guys were. So, uh, and these are not guys that are easily, these
1: him. are probably not guys that are easily,
2: you know, no, deterred. They've no, been through a
1: lot of stuff. No.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, very, uh, very strong person. That's what I'm saying. They're, yeah, they're yeah. not
1: just going to like be fate of heart. Even right. if they were, they would still
2: go. You know, that's the one, kind of people you're one, talking about. One, one, one guy told me that he was on the elevator going from the first floor to the second floor. And it was about 3 o'clock in the morning, which I guess is the time all these things happen, right? It's always yeah, 3 much. o'clock <laughs> or 3 Yes, yeah, the anti hour. Uh, he got in the elevator, he hit the button and uh, a voice, the voice box came on and said, why are you here? And the voice box, the voice box is not connected. So, he, this, this, and this is the fella before he would never go in there again. Yeah, so, I mean,
1: that would do it. I'd be like, take
2: care now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, why am I here? It's, I, it's, you know, one, I it's probably anyway.
1: one, very clever, one very clever homeless guy. Yeah. I wired the whole place up. <laughs> no, but that's no, so great. Yeah, but these no, are not guys that get scared every day going, I saw something weird, and I'm not no, going to go back no. there. I mean, you guys see a lot of stuff that would scare most people.
2: Yeah, it, it's just, no, these are stout men. Yeah, exactly. But again, again, I mean, I, I was in that building by myself for a good three, four hours, and mm. I didn't see anything. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, again, I, as you said, I am a open-minded skeptic. So, right. Um, <laughs> <And> sometimes <laughs> things just but, don't feel. You know,
1: intuition sometimes just tells you if it doesn't feel right, it's not right.
2: Yeah, yeah. exactly. The hair, the hair on the back of your neck. Yeah, head, there's, there's so, something there. Yeah. And, and the other, the other one that. Um, that, that that I really found interesting was one of the guys was in there. He was actually doing some work on his own inside one of the offices, which is kind of frowned upon. So, uh, but he had his son with him, and he was standing on a ladder, and uh, he, he happened to look down at his at his boy, and and the kid was looking down the hallway, like staring. So uh, he looked up, and he said, down the hall, he didn't see anything. So he asked his son, he said, What are you looking at? He goes, I'm looking at the old man. So he said, Well, what old man? There's no old man there. He says, No, he walked through the wall. And oh, that man. was the room where the mor- and that was the room where the morgue oh, was. Man. Oh man. Yeah.
1: You think if he could get through the wall he you think get through the wall he'd keep going and just leave.
2: Yeah, I exactly. Mean, yeah. 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 Use the door. So anyway, those are the type, those are the type of things that you wow. know I I heard.
1: That's and, yeah. that's but that's still pretty interesting.
0: Paul, a few years yeah. ago a few years ago I went to Penhurst Asylum with a few friends. He was an inmate. me. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. And uh they had it all set up. It's the old um insane asylum and um they used to take in, like, sick kids and crazy stuff like that in, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it was disgusting. And it got really bad, but... It was like Willowbrook. It's very haunted, and um, you go through three different buildings, and the last building is you do your own ghost hunting. <laughs> they give you, like, 20 minutes to go and look I around. I don't know why you would do that. I, it was crazy. That's I don't not know I a why photo
1: ghost, that.
0: you know? So I'm standing <laughs> on the line waiting, and I'm with my daughter and uh <laughs> it's
1: good to take the kids a little bit <laughs> <I> know,
0: <right? laughs> and uh one of the guards comes over to talk to one of the other guards and he says to him real low he says uh hey he says uh i didn't see lenny this week is he off and he goes no lenny quit and he goes right. he quit he's been he's been working here for eight years right. and he goes yeah he said they gave him this building and two weeks ago at the end of everything he went up to make sure that the buildings were cleared out and there was a little girl up there and he said, little girl, you can't be here. And she turned and she ran and she ran through the wall and disappeared. And Lenny said, I'll never go back in there. I
1: would have said, well, okay, want to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, so I count to a thousand, come coming Paul, back.
0: Paul, those were great stories. Yeah, you know, that
1: really is because that's what we're looking for. People every, who experience things every day, they're Aren't famous stories, but this happens to a lot of people, so they can say, "Yeah, yeah, something like that happened to me too." I don't know what it was, but I'm like, we don't know either, but we like to hear about it.
0: Now, and and listen, I know Paul a long time, and that's not even the weirdest story I've ever heard from him. If you ever <laughs> I'm get so involving you, I'm it, sure. I was going to say, if you ever get enough beers in him, ask him about the. Um, uh, what is it? The cheesesteak sandwich on Route 80 in the back of the car. Okay. <laughs> so that's... That was, truly,
2: that was truly frightening.
0: That was truly so frightening. His, did he lose right. his mind
2: again?
0: It was not good. Well, this
1: is, this is also why we don't have anybody <laughs> I know on
0: the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Paul, thank you Thanks, so, man. so much. Really, it was nice talking. Um, to thank Thanks. you, guys. I will talk to you soon. You have a happy Easter. Yeah and um and i'll talk to you very soon thank you so much for coming on and and giving us your time be well sir thanks thanks for having me guys (laughs) podcast.com call us at 732-820-0502 that is the odd line um i hope everybody has a great rest of the week enjoy the weekend we'll be back to you with some very interesting things Coming up on the horizon. Fun show, Teddy. And uh, yeah, Don, same thing. I will. uh, Thank you, Paul. We'll talk again soon. Yeah, thank you, Paul. We really appreciate it. We do.